Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this February 23rd, 2022 edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Puy, Nick Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us today here on this edition of the Sports Mix. A lot to get into today. Um, yesterday, we found out middle, about middle of the first segment of the show uh, that the boys sectionals bracket or I guess rankings had come out and uh, we had a whole segment planned yesterday of making our own that really didn't happen but uh, now we'll continue kind of to break that down later today but the girls sectional got started last night Uh, two games here obviously in the panhandle section one and section two of region two here in quad a section two uh Kind of what I thought would could be an upset was not even close to an upset. Washington all over Musselman, uh, fifty one to twenty eight. Not as you know, I expected it to be a little bit of a closer game, but I guess I can see there's about eleven wins difference between the teams. So I thought Musselman had gotten a lot better as the season went on, but I was not correct. Musselman is a team that struggles offensively. I mean, both those games previously, I think they only scored like twenty seven against Washington, so twenty eight points against a team like Washington that has the ability to score in the 50s, 60s, maybe if they get really hot, um, it's it's going to be tough to, to win. Obviously, you know, they played pretty close last time before this game with Washington for a half, but um, not too surprising that Washington won. I did think it would be a little bit closer just because playoffs, you might have some nerves and stuff like that, but obviously Washington was ready to go and get that win uh, and now move on to what should be a very interesting sectional championship against Jefferson. Yeah, Colin, uh, you know, you've we've had you've been able to call both of those teams, uh, you know, at least once this season. Uh, what was your take on that game? I know you're calling the other game during it, but you obviously saw the final score, uh, 51 to 28. As I said yesterday, Washington has talent and uh they were able to keep Musselman under wrap, scoring uh, 14 points, I think, in each half. And it was an eight-point lead at halftime for Washington, and they just kicked it into gear for the second half to get that win. They have a lot of young talent, a couple uh, veterans stepping up as well, and I think it's going to be a uh, tough fight for Jefferson tomorrow against that Washington team. And even if... Uh, Jefferson loses I can't wait to possibly see that regional game that will most likely be Spring Mills against Washington because those games have been really competitive this year yeah definitely looking at the box score from this game last night uh, after the first quarter Washington had gotten out to a 15 to 3 lead uh, putting up 15 there in that first quarter put up seven in the next quarter to uh, go up 22 to 14 as uh, Musselman able to put up double digits in that second quarter uh, but Musselman would only score 14 more points the entirety of the ball game, giving up 18 in the third quarter and 11 in the fourth quarter, final 51 to 28. That wraps up the Lady Appleman's season. Unfortunately for them, they finish the regular season at 4 and 15. 
um, or they finish the season at four and fifteen. Uh, they'll be back next year. They got some young players on their team uh, that can that will compete next season. They do have a couple of seniors though, uh, but they've got you know a, a few players that are sophomores and juniors that are that made an impact this season. Yeah, they did, and uh, you can never count out an AD Elliott team because they never give up. He'll just use this uh, season as motivation to make sure it uh, doesn't happen again. I believe they're losing two seniors, three seniors, Lindsey Lindsay Womble and Bennett. But okay. besides that, the rest of their team comes back intact uh, from the players that made a big portion or big commitment to the team this year. Uh, and then so Washington now 16-5 on the season place. Jefferson on Thursday at Jefferson's place. So the sectional championship there in Section 2 will be a Jefferson County rivalry. And that's what we uh, expected it to be all season long. Jefferson's got the best of Washington both times, but I don't count Washington out. They have the uh, talent to pull off the upset. It's just whether or not they can um, work together and believe in themselves and do so. Because Jefferson's beaten them pretty handily, I think, both times. I don't know the final scores off the top of my head, but you have the talent there in the uh, freshman in Rivera. You have Skinner. Yeah, they lost to uh, here the first time they pulled up. The first first time Jefferson won sixty nine fifty two, second game Jefferson also won fifty nine forty five. So double digit lost for both. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be an interesting game. But can you beat a team three times in a season? That's going to be a challenge. It is. I, I think they can though, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm not going to count out Washington. I think Jefferson still gets the win, but I don't think it's going to be by double digits this time. Yeah, definitely. Now the other side of the bracket in Section 1 that you and Nick had the call for last night, Martinsburg falls to number 3, Martinsburg falls to number 2, Hedgesville at Hedgesville, 45-33. Uh, you know, you look at the box score, game was tied at 9 after the first quarter, and then Martinsburg, Martinsburg took a 22-21 lead at halftime, and then uh, it was, if you include the second quarter, three double-digit quarters there for Hedgesville, 11 and 13 in the final two quarters, while only giving up a total of 11 in those final two quarters to win 45-33. And, uh, you know, as Nick kind of mentioned during the pregame quite a few times, that uh, it doesn't matter how you started the season. It's kind of how you finish the season when playoffs really reset. They're 5-15 and 15 now in the season, and, um, you know, they did lose to Spring Mills by almost 30 a couple times, but you never know, as I just said, third time around. I think this is a Hedgesville team, too, that at least last night, especially in that second half, really didn't look like a four-win team. I mean, they had some good moments throughout that game. I think when they get production out of other players besides uh, ours, uh, they can you know play at a high level. So... Uh, Spring Mills, though, is obviously you know a much better team than Martinsburg this year. Um, yeah, I, I've said before I like their team a lot. Olivia Bullduke is a freshman point guard that has played really well. Uh, they got Domer as well. Uh, Dandridge is a solid player, so they got some good pieces on that Spring Mills team that will make it tough for Hedgesville. I don't think Hedgesville has enough height or enough speed and size to keep up with a team like Spring Mills, but. Uh, they, they've certainly gotten better. I think their coach, Alfred, is doing a good job with their team. 
Um, and, and moving forward, they could be a solid team uh, to look out for in the EPAC, but that will be a very tough game. But a good win last night over Martinsburg and ending a, a pretty long streak, Colin, for uh, Martinsburg in the section. Yeah, uh, congratulations to Hedgesville. I think I saw that that was their uh, first playoff win since 2012-2013, I believe it was. I'd have to go back and uh, check my notes that I'll use for uh, tomorrow's sectional championship. But Zia Lomax had a phenomenal game yesterday, scoring 21 points for Hedgesville being the leading scorer, which is usually the... uh, role that you see Kelly Hours in. Hours had a great game too with 15 points, but you need people to step up like Lomax did if you want to compete tomorrow against this Spring Mills team. And we saw kind of at the end of the game, uh, Hedgesville was struggling a little bit trying to put away Martinsburg. Yes, they did a great job possessing the ball, but they never really got any points out of it when they wanted shots where they had dumb passes that went out of bounds by people or allowed the steal to eventually happen and you can't have those turnovers no matter any point in the game against Spring Mills because Spring Mills is going to capitalize on like Martinsburg did yeah definitely so that sets up tomorrow night as we mentioned on the section two side it's Jefferson hosting Washington and uh, that we unfortunately will not have, but we'll try to keep you updated during the game, uh, whether it be during the game with Colin or at halftime and at the end of the game with Nick back here uh, for the and one post-game and halftime scoreboard shows. But we'll have the call for Spring Mills hosting Hedgesville. Uh, obviously staying on the, you know, if we do one section game, we might as well continue with the other section, right? Continuity purposes. Yeah. Got to keep it with the Berkeley County one since that's what we did last night. Yeah, definitely. So now let's move to some boys basketball action that kind of was a last-minute game for us. Uh, came in, what, Monday morning? And uh, we decided that since we were already going to be at Hedgesville, getting there in the middle of the game, uh, might as well call the game. So, uh, Nick, you had the call there. Hedgesville playing Broadford and Christian Academy out of Maryland. Saw Broadfording on Monday night against Martinsburg. Uh, but a very sloppy first half for both teams. Well, I, yeah, and Broadford and Christian Academy arrived like 30 minutes before tip-off. So, you know, they were kind of a late arrival for a 4 p.m. game, uh, which is expected. I mean, school probably gets out like 2.30 or so. So it's it's kind of tough to necessarily get here at a appropriate time. It, it was a weird game. Um, you know, you don't see 4 o'clock games yeah. really ever so you know kids are just getting out of school Hedgesville kind of had like a mini practice to warm up uh, went over a few key things and didn't really shoot the ball well only one three-pointer was made for the Eagles in the game it was made by Christian Bolduke. Uh but as the game went on they played better basketball their defense was really impressive um, and obviously Broadford and Christian Academy didn't have its best player in Silva so a guy that dropped 32 against Martinsburg. Yeah, that was definitely hurt. Yeah, had a wrist injury and wasn't able to play. So that hurt their offensive production. Hedgesville, even though its offense wasn't good, it was able to pull away and get that win and eventually you know, put some things together. I think you know, a, a good backcourt and some good performances, but 
still not really what you wanted if you're Hedgesville, but overall, you know, wins a win. It was a weird game, weird start time. And now they'll wait for section play because they don't have another game scheduled this week. But they could. Yeah, Coach Church, Church said he was open to potentially adding another game on Friday if they could get one. Uh, but obviously that'll be determined it'll, you know in the next probably day or probably by the end of today, you probably want to know if you're playing on Friday. Yeah, I think it was, what, Bridgeport that we had heard maybe? Can't remember. I don't know. I thought it was Parkersburg. Parkersburg. Saturday, though, not a Friday. That's why I'm not sure. For some reason. But, yeah, I think it was Parkersburg. But that would be, like, a pretty long trip. Exactly. Play essentially a scrimmage. Because it doesn't really matter in terms of... Probably won't happen, but they're just one game short uh, because of some having to push some games around and missing out. Well, really just missing out on their mixer, having George Washington up here couldn't play those games. Definitely hurt. And uh, also, you don't want your team to sit for over a week and yeah. A half so that's probably not it could be part of the reason. Now. Yeah, yeah. Probably when when he saw the voting, he was probably like, maybe we should add a game. Yes. More than I don't know if I want to add a game. It may have been kind of more of a possibility when they said when he saw that they would be playing again. Yeah, because you're going a week Friday. and a half without playing a game. Yeah. That's definitely not the best. When your team, uh, you know, was playing an out-of-region game, an out-of-state game for your final game of the year and uh, lost a close one in overtime the game prior to that. Uh, but games coming up tonight here in the EPAC, a very slow week here as the game, as the season winds down. Jefferson at Spring Mills. Uh, Jefferson won double digits both games. Uh, probably, I think, 20-plus point ball games, I believe, both games. But you never know. Spring Mills... It's kind of hard to detect the Spring Mills team. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're just having an off night. Sometimes they're really good. And it probably has to do with... It's the youth. It's the youth. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, so that game is happening. It's a big EPAC game, obviously, to end the season. Um, and then Musselman at Lincoln. So an out-of-conference game there. I believe they have to travel all the way to Lincoln, which is a pretty far commute from what I understand. I think so. I've never been. I don't know. I believe it's pretty far. When I was talking to Isaiah, he said he was going to have to be missing school. So I assumed that, uh, yeah, that's going to be a far drive. Uh, but unfortunately, we won't have any of those tomorrow night. Uh, or tonight, excuse me. Tomorrow night, we'll have the girls' sectional. Tomorrow night, there's Musselman at Morgantown. So they're going back-to-back days on big road trips. That's a that's a tough that's way to end the season. what happens, though, with season. COVID. Yeah. Isn't that one of those games got moved or no? I am not too sure, but I do know that uh you know that martin morgantown team is very very good so it's gonna be a very big test for them uh but they won't really it it, it'll definitely help because they'll have to play jefferson most likely next friday it's gonna be you know they're playing washington on tuesday yeah Yeah, so it'll be a nice tune-up uh so yeah it's it's about i'd say about the same distance to lincoln about a half hour more to lincoln than it is to morgantown it's about three hours probably two and a half to morgantown Right, two and a half ish, ish, ish. All right, well, uh, that does it for this segment of the sports mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back on the other side of this break. We'll talk uh, WVU hoops action as well as Shepherd hoops. We'll preview the game that we'll have tonight on TV Ten WRNR TV on YouTube. That's next after this two minute break.
Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM Welcome back here into this edition of the Sports Mix. Some free bird here on your Wednesday here in the Eastern Panhandle. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us here on the FM dial 106.5 FM or the AM dial 740 or on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson counties or streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook as uh, start to talk uh some uh, hoops action. We'll get into what we're calling tonight later on, but tonight the Mountaineers take on Iowa State looking for a season sweep and to end a four-game losing skid. Colin, what are your thoughts as a WVU fan going into tonight's game before we hear the Mountaineer report from well, Tony Well, this one I'm hopeful for since they beat them recently, but it's also on the road, which West Virginia has uh, sucked on the road this year only has one win now out of i think nine games i think they're one and eight on the road i don't know exactly if that's right or not but it, it, it's bad but i got it's a you. test that they are one and eight on the doable. road so right. they did beat iowa state at home by i think 15 16 points yeah it was a great game and it's just the last win it's been 11 out of 12 games via losses that one win was that iowa state game so you hope that they could get it but 
the way that this team's been playing, there's not much hope. Yeah, they, they really need a win tonight because they got a big matchup on Saturday against number 20, Texas. You want to play well in that game because you only have a few more regular season games. Uh, you have the Texas – you have so you have four games including tonight left. Tonight, Saturday, Tuesday, and then next Saturday. So you got four games left. And you're you want three to, and ten in the conference. You're three and ten in the conference. Uh, you really – you really want to go at least two and two in these final two games. I mean, right. it's going to be hard I mean, beating number twenty Texas. Yeah, how's the Big Twelve Conference tournament? I'm guessing every team makes it, right? There's only like yes. ten teams. Yeah. Every team makes it, and they have a weird bracket. I think it's almost like the NBA. Well, you're like the last seed right now. Yes. So, in a ten team bracket, they wouldn't play Kansas. I'm guessing Kansas would get a bye. First two yeah. teams would get a. Bye. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like the NBA where it's like 10 v. So you play 7, Baylor right now. So, that, I mean, you want to get out of that spot. You want to try yeah. to move up here and get somebody in the first round. No, right? it's the lower seeds play for basically a play-in. In the uh, oh, and you would, I kind of yeah. like that. Like the so you NBA. play Oklahoma right now. Yeah, I think. You you can – you. So you your next three four games are against or would it be seven the two teams right in front of you and then seven, 10, two eight, teams nine. in the okay. top six in your conference you obviously want to try and go two and two in those two ball or those four ball games but let's hear the Mountaineer yeah let's hear the Mountaineer report from Tony Caridi and the Mountaineer Sports Network life on the road continues tonight here in Ames Iowa for the Mountaineers West Virginia taking on the Cyclones of Iowa State WVU shooting for a season sweep the Mountaineers are in a stretch of four of their last five games being away from home and five of the last seven the challenge tonight is to take on an Iowa State team that still has NCAA aspirations they are now 18 and 9 overall they are five and nine in conference play with four league games remaining and there is a consensus that an eight win team in conference play will get an NCAA invitation. As far as this overall series goes, tonight's game, the 21st meeting all of the previous meetings have taken place since West Virginia joined the Big 12 now 10 years ago. The Mountaineers have had their hand in this series of late winning 11 of the last 13 regular season meetings just two weeks ago in Morgantown. West Virginia came away with a 79-63 victory over the Cyclones. That was an impressive performance by WVU. Good balanced scoring by the Mountaineers propelling them to the victory. They'll need more of that hot shooting coming up tonight. A couple of off-the-court honors for a pair of Mountaineers. Sean McNeil learning yesterday that he has been chosen as a first-team Big 12 all-academic selection. McNeil currently working on on his master's in business administration and Jalen Bridges earning second team Big 12 all academic honors. He's a major in sport management. Our pregame tonight begins at six with the opening tip set for seven WVU against Iowa State. That is today's Mountaineer Report and it's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Thanks, Tony. You can hear him all, as always on the Mountaineer games again tonight. You'll hear that right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. Can't stream it online, though, unfortunately, on the radio streaming side. Not allowed to do that via the contract. Uh, but we'll talk about a game now that we are going to stream on our YouTube page and is going to be on TV 10 because we'll be broadcasting the game. Nick and I will. It is 
two Shepherd games tonight. It's senior night for Shepherd Women's against Shippensburg, and Shepherd Men's has their second to fi- both teams have their second to final game. Uh, but both teams playing Shippensburg is a 5:30 and 7:30 tip, 5 p.m. airtime for us here on TV 10 WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, but we'll add Avery into the mix here. Obviously, you called the game for the men's on Monday. We'll start with the men's. Uh, they get that win over Bloomsburg, 88-76. to 76. Uh, They're now two, I guess, what is it, three and two in their last five games. Uh, and uh, for the Shep- Shippensburg men's, it's going to be a big, tough task ahead of them. Shippensburg is 17-8 and eight and 14-6 and six in the conference. Yeah, and Shippensburg, as it currently stands, they're third in the Eastern Division standings. So you know they're a good team. They're seventeen and eight on the year, fourteen and six in in the PSAC. So this is a good team. And Shepherd, um, you know, they've shown they can beat in good team. They can beat good teams. They beat Millersville last week at home at the Butcher Center. So it's possible that the, that the Rams could could pull another upset. And seeing how well the offense played on Monday night and the win over Bloomsburg. You're really hoping for a repeat of that success. And with that win against Bloomsburg on Monday, Shepard actually uh, jumped over Lockhaven in the division standings. So they're now fifth in the uh, – in the. They have locked up a spot no matter what. So yes. they'll be in the conference tournament. Top six teams from each division get in. Uh, but tonight's going to be a tough task, and if they lose, they'll fall to the same record as Lockhaven. Not too sure if Lockhaven is in action tonight or not. I'll have to check that out. Uh, but obviously, it's a big final week for them because they want to stay in fifth place. They don't want to drop to sixth place. Right, and there's no real way at this point that they could move anywhere past fifth. I mean, it's either fifth or sixth for them when it comes to the tournament. Um but if the season ended today, they would play Westchester, a team that's a really high-scoring, very fast-paced team. And Shepard's had some trouble against them this year. So that would be an intriguing matchup to see if the Rams could kind of uh, correct some of those mistakes if they play Westchester. And if they lose tonight, then they would fall back down to sixth, and they would have another rematch against Shippensburg. So there are a couple interesting matchups to so look forward to. When you're looking at the conference standings, Lockhaven is off tonight. They finished the season against at Millersville on Saturday. Millersville, top team here in the East. Uh, how did Shepard do this season against Lockhaven? Did they are they one and one? They're one and one. So I don't know how that would come yeah. down if they both finished the season. Well, I guess Shepard would finish. Would Shepard finish the season? Yeah, Shepard would finish. So if they lose, Shepard were to lose tonight, which. Obviously, if you're looking at favors, Shippensburg is favored at 14 and six in the conference. Shepherd is eight and 12 in the conference, uh, so they would fall to eight and 13. They'd be tied with them. Um, then they could go nine and 13. Yeah, if they beat Mansfield yeah. on Saturday, which Mansfield you know, bottom of the Eastern Division, three and 17, four and 22 overall. They've lost now five in a row. Yeah, which is certainly a winnable game. Yeah. again, but as I mean. It's a road game. You know, the the last home game of the season is tonight against Shippensburg. So you can never guarantee that you're going to win on the road, even against the last place team in the division. I'm sure Miller, or I'm scared, excuse me, I'm sure Mansfield is going to want to try and, and pull an upset and end their season on a high note. Um, so for Shepard, a team that has something to play for this weekend, they really got to come out and bring it with everything they got because, you know, if you're the sixth place team, you're probably going to have to play Shippensburg. There's a chance that East Stroudsburg 
might lose and fall back down to the three spot. And the Rams have had trouble with them, too. You know, they lost to East Stroudsburg last Saturday in a, a blowout, really. So, you know, Shepard's really got to close out the season on a strong note. They have to play well against Shippensburg tonight. And they got to take care of business against an inferior opponent in Mansfield this weekend. Yeah, they definitely do. And it doesn't get any easier because you get you play on Saturday. You get one day. And then the tournament starts on Monday. And then the tournament starts on Monday. And, and given where they're seated, they're going to play in the first round, you know? So yeah. it's, they're only going to have one day of rest before the tournament starts. Um, but, again, as we've been talking about on the show the last couple of days, uh, Coach Namelik has kind of hinted at maybe there's a return in the future for Daniel McLean Corley. He might be healthy to return for the tournament on Monday. He might not play these next two games. Maybe they're just trying to save him, keep him, you know, rested for the tournament coming up. So... If he can come back healthy for that first-round tournament game on Monday, that could make a huge difference for the Rams. Yeah. So, got to keep a, keep an eye on that. We talked about, too, the uh, high-scoring offenses and, and how that has given Shepard some issues. Shepardsburg, a team with five guys averaging in double figures, not much bench production, but uh, that could give Shepard some issues tonight. But I think if they're able to kind of play that good zone defense that has given other teams issues, right? I mean, Mansfield, we knew while they aren't good record wise, we're averaging almost 80 points a game, which is about 14 more than Shepard. And they struggled against that zone. So, uh, you know, if the Rams can play good defense, I, I feel like they can beat anybody, especially with the recent production that has emerged from Philip Jordan, Kyle Daggett's obviously getting, you know, a guaranteed 20, it seems like every night. So, if you get good balanced scoring from other guys outside of Daggett and your defense continues to keep a team in the 60s, it allows Shepard to be a very dangerous team, even though record-wise they've struggled and obviously they've been very competitive against a lot of teams this year. So, we'll see how it, how it goes tonight. I wouldn't say tonight is a guaranteed L for the Rams. I, I think there's a chance. Obviously a rivalry too, so that adds a little bit to it. Yeah, definitely. It definitely does, Nick. And, uh, you know, now we'll switch over to the women's side here. They're playing, obviously, Shippensburg. But Shippensburg women, uh, they are not having the best of – or they're they're on top. It's They're about the same as Shepard. They're not the top of the conference, but they're not the bottom of the six teams. Right there in the middle, uh, right behind Shepard, 16-10 and 10 overall, 12-8 and eight in the conference. They're 5-6 and six away, though. So that could be something to look forward to tonight. And when I say back-to-back, Shepard's number three, and Shippensburg is number four. Uh, even if Shepard were to lose tonight, they couldn't fall to fourth place because they have two more wins than Shippensburg, 14-6 and six to 12-8 and eight there in the conference. Uh, it's definitely going to be a great ball game tonight to start it off honoring the seniors. Um Shippensburg coming in here off of two straight wins over one over Westchester 71 64 and one at Bloomsburg Saturday 64 54. Um, the, they have two tough matchups to end the season. They have tonight, obviously, at Shepherd, and then they're going to be at Cutstown or at home versus Cutstown on Saturday. So, number t- one team there in the conference right now um, has. Uh, is what they face on Saturday, but a, a quality win over Bloomsburg because Bloomsburg, the number two team. Yeah, I mean, 
the you know this Shippensburg team has a couple of really good wins, but again, as you mentioned, their uh, stretch to end the season is is really tough because they got to go play Kutztown on Saturday, and they're the best team in the division. But I, I don't really think their their seating, their standing is going to be affected, no matter really what happens um, with tonight's game and then with the game on Saturday against Kutztown. I mean, you look at the the rest of the Eastern Division. Shippensburg has already locked up a seed in the in the uh, PSAC tournament. Lockhaven is behind them at nine and eleven in the conference. So there's really no realistic way that Lockhaven could catch up to them. And then the last spot has yet to be clinched. I mean, there are a couple teams that are fighting for it. Millersville, Mansfield, and Westchester are all kind of in the mix right now for that sixth and final spot. So it looks like Shippensburg is kind of locked in to that four spot there in the division, which means Shepard won't play them until later on in the tournament if it if it gets there. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Rams have kind of, you know, they, they've had some up-and-down games over the past couple weeks. I mean, they... They won against East Stroudsburg this weekend on Saturday, who were you know the worst team in the division, so a much-needed win, of course. But it was a close win. You know They only won by five against a, a team that already has 20 losses this year and a team that they you know beat pretty handily earlier in the season. They couldn't really replicate that same success on the road. Now, granted, it was a road game, but you know against a team like East Stroudsburg that's really struggling this year, you got to win by a little bit more than five. And... The big three of Abby Beeman, Sidney Clayton, and Marley McLaughlin didn't have a great game combined in that East Stroudsburg game. They relied a lot on Sidney Clayton to do most of their scoring. So you're going to need more production from the three of them uh, tonight against Shippensburg if you want to really kind of set the tone for the tournament that's, that's starting next week. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, you're going to look at, uh, you know, you, you compare these numbers from both these teams tonight. Shippensburg really only has two starters that are two players that uh, score in double figures. Obviously, you just mentioned the big three for Shepard. But after the big three for Shepard, there's kind of a drop off uh, when you look at the numbers for Shepard because it goes, you know, Beeman with 19, McLaughlin with 17, uh, Clayton with 15.8, and then it drops to 4.3 with Shipley, Minor with 3.4, and then everybody else under three points a ball game. you know that might hurt you, but when you look at Ch- when you look at Chippensburg, they have uh, four players that average between six point two points and nine point three points. So you've got the the depth there to come in after your top, you know, your middle two, your top two players. You have that middle tier. It really doesn't seem like Shepard has a middle tier. They just have those three players that are that the offense runs runs through yeah that's that's been the story most of the season for them i mean they you know it, it's great because they get a ton of points combined from those three players yeah that we but mentioned. when you think about it later on in the season that could hurt yeah when you're in a tournament game and maybe beeman has a few too many fouls or maybe clayton has a few too many fouls beeman is just having an off night she's had a couple of those and you know you're up to marley mclaughlin to, to score 20 plus points at that point you really don't have that fourth option on the team when you're at, when everybody averages the rest of the players average under 4.5 points a game and it's a freshman averaging 4.3 a game it, so it doesn't it really doesn't help the thing that you do notice in the season is there'll be games where a player will have eight points but it's just not consistent. Yep. Yeah, exactly. There's no consistent bench scoring. There's no consistent fourth, fifth option. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, like exactly like you said, there'll be a game where somebody on the bench or one of the other two starters besides the big three has a good game, scores 10-plus or something, hits a couple threes, whatever. We've seen that from Kara Miner, from Megan Shipley, from Matty White. So it, it happens, but it doesn't happen enough to where, you know, the Rams have a, enough depth behind them, behind the big three to, you know, carry some of the load offensively. Um, and, and like Colin mentioned, that's that's going to hurt when you don't have that depth making a playoff push. You know, you need more players that you can rely on for some consistent offense. And when any one of those big three aren't having a good game, if Beeman, if McLaughlin aren't shooting well, then, you know, the Rams we've seen for most of the season, their offense kind of goes if if those three aren't really producing that much. So something to keep an eye on. They've really got to play their best basketball down the stretch here as they move forward for the uh, the PSAC tournament next week. Anything? You guys kind of wrapped it up there. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We'll be back after this two-minute break for more on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Like a stone, and I feel in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms and we have flooring available too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce seven new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Dr. Tiffany Morton, Endocrinology. Dr. Zangeethan Parampanathan, Family Medicine. Dr. Hamath Pillai, Hospitalist. Dr. Lauren Rover, Pediatrics. Dr. Ahmed Samore, Hospitalist. Doctor of Nursing Practice, Kelly Shothias, Urgent Care. And Dr. Levi Stevens, ENT. WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix for your February 23rd, 2022 here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer Puy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and our intern Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us. Uh, we've got some former WVU players in the news today. Basketball-wise, making moves in the NBA. The uh, Cleveland Cavaliers have promoted Mike Gansey to general manager from assistant role. Uh, and Colin, he played with a local guy, or a guy that's known for his local. He's got a son that plays for Hedgesville. Kevin Pitsnoggle was his teammate at WVU. Yeah, and uh, Gansby, a uh, WVU Sports Hall of Famer back when they uh, upset Wake Forest. And I know uh, Avery, shout out over there for bringing that upset up. So I uh, don't know much about his career nowadays, but good for him and hopefully uh, he's successful. Yeah, hopefully he is successful. But GM for the Cavs is a, is a very big job. Um, you know, looking back at his career, he played in the G League. Uh, he had two stops in the G League. Uh, then he went to play some international ball in Italy. And then he was named in about, uh, I guess, nine years later, April thirteenth, 2017, he was named the NBA Developmental League's Basketball Executive of the Year uh, as a general manager for the Canton Charge. Uh, he presided over the charge team that amassed a 29 and 21 regular season, securing Canton's sixth consecutive trip to the NBA then D League uh, postseason as a four seed in the Eastern Conference. He hi- he was hired as the team's general manager prior to the 15 16 season. Uh, at the end of that, well, not even like a few months later, in July of 2017, he was promoted to assistant GM for the Cavs, serving under Kobe Altman, and then today was named GM, uh, serving under basketball operations manager Kobe Altman, who moved up to that role. So, pretty big role for him, uh, for the former Mountaineer in the Hall of Fame at the Mountaineer or at the the WVU Sports Hall of Fame, but another former WVU player in the news here in the last day or so. Uh, Former close or you know recent player, player that was in uh, that 2018 NCAA tournament appearance, Javon Carter, he uh, cleared waivers after being cut uh, cut by the uh, who cut him the the Nets the Nets Nets cut him and uh, he assigned to the Milwaukee Bucks so uh, big ups to him Uh, so there you go another WVU player moving on in the next level to a different team it's a good team to sign champions. champions. He played well with Brooklyn. Obviously, he was with Phoenix last year uh, on their championship run, even though they came up short. So, you know, Carter's had a solid career. Uh, maybe he can play a role with Milwaukee. I know they're probably looking for some guard depth, uh, which has kind of been an issue for them. So, I think he, he, he might get some out. minutes. Probably won't be a starter. He hasn't been yet. No, he won't. He won't start. No, but he'll get some minutes off the bench. He's yeah. a solid. You know guy that gets in the rotation a little bit but i mean that's you know congrats to him for making that next move immediately uh because you know it's really hard after a player gets cut that's a journeyman guy in the middle of the season who knows if he'll be picked up by another team but the fact that he agreed to terms with the bucks and the bucks of all teams uh it's a big thing even though he won't get you know he may average the same playing time but to play for a winner is always good and the team like the nets are kind of dropping down when they had the promise at the beginning of the season well they got rid of him to make room for Drogic. yeah so 
it wasn't necessarily that Carter was playing bad. They just needed another guard. They went the veteran and went let go of Carter to clear up that spot on the roster. So it necessarily it wasn't necessarily anything that Javon Carter's play was bad or anything like that. It was just like, hey, this guy's a veteran. You know, you've played well, but we rather have the veteran on our team. So Carter gets cut due to the position that he plays really not necessarily his play. Anything there? Uh, what is I think Avery has something. You have something, Avery? Well, no, I was just going to say that, you know, it's a pretty cool progression for a guy like Javon Carter to go from the Phoenix Suns, who were a finals team last year, to the Brooklyn Nets, who were the preseason, you know, championship fra- favorites for the most part, and then to go from there to the Milwaukee Bucks, who are the defending champions and who probably have another good chance to win the championship again this year. That's pretty, you know, pretty cool for, for a guy from WVU to, you know, play for all three of those teams that are all championship contenders in, you know, a calendar year. That's, that doesn't really happen very often. He's the reason. Yeah. (laughs) That's him. All his doing. There you go. Well, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up on the Sports Mix. Uh, maybe we'll whip it around with some NFL news. Not really important to the area we're in, because not a lot coming out after what we talked about yesterday. But uh, some things happening in the league here. Uh, some players speaking out. Some players uh, you know, just saying some things that we'll talk about here as we wrap things up next. After this, two-minute break. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81, exit 5 at Inwood, offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. everywhere. I'm in new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times in a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. More bangs? <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. 
You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343, or you can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport. Wrapping things up here for you on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, looks like Jarvis Landry wants out of Cleveland uh, not surprised after Odell leaves Cleveland and becomes successful, gets a ring. Um, Aaron Rodgers speaks yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, has not made a decision after a cryptic kind of post that he made on Instagram the night before, but discussing that he was uh, in a cleanse and he was just, you know, reflecting on everything after winning another MVP and, uh, you know, reflecting on the season because the Super Bowl, you know, is a week and a half from you know it's been over for a week and a half now so he's that's kind of how he talked about yesterday he reflects on the season after the entire nfl season is over so do we think he's going back to green bay yes or no no who knows no 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 no, no. everybody's a no i'm a I'm yes a who knows because the guy doesn't make any sense that is true he doesn't make any sense <laughs> so i don't i'm not speculating about it right now i mean he may go back he may not but I don't really care. Just make a decision. <laughs> yeah, he really does need to make a decision there. He Nick. just likes the attention. That's he, he does. He really Maybe. does. He is he definitely an does. attention seeker. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we've got a couple minutes left here. Not really a lot going on in the NFL because, you know, it's still kind of the end of the, you know, the new NFL league year has yet to start. I believe that starts here mid-March. I think it's March, March 15th. 15th. March I think. Yeah. Combine next One of those. week. What? Combine's coming up at least. Yeah. Is yeah. that uh, next week or no? I think that's a couple weeks out uh but let's talk some college athletics we didn't get to it the other day marshall has named a new ad after nearly nine months they hired pitts uh deputy athletic director christian spears uh they part of the reason they chose him was because he capital projects are in his so they're trying to get this baseball stadium nick yeah i knew that that was probably going to be the reason jeff o'malley didn't yeah. obtain the job uh, him and Mike Hamrick, I remember it was like there was something about them having a limited time to get that done and haven't made any progress besides a groundbreaking that didn't really do anything. And they're not, they've completely abandoned that site. Yeah, well, I don't know where they're going to build it, but behind the softball field. Okay, we'll see. All right, well, and yesterday they filed uh, this whole ongoing situation with uh, Conference USA. They filed a lawsuit against Conference USA in the Cabell County Circuit Court in an effort to facilitate its early exit. In the suit, the Board of Governors of Marshall are seeking relief in the form of declaration declaratory judgment and temporary primary and permanent injunctions against Conference USA. In proceeding with arbitration, quote, for more than two months, Marshall has attempted to reach a resolution with Conference USA regarding the decision not to participate in the league after this academic year. However, no progress has been made, so Marshall makes the first move 
Uh, interesting, they filed a lawsuit, even though Conference USA said they were going to file a lawsuit against, or they were going to take legal action. Uh, but there's more to come on that. Does it? That does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Intern Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Bui saying so long. 5 p.m. pregame show tonight, 5.30 Shepard Women's Basketball, 7.30 Shepard Men's Basketball on WRNR TV on YouTube and TV 10. We'll talk to you then.